Hello and welcome to Comic Book Herald's Road to Jonathan Hickman on X-Men. This is one of the most anticipated and exciting developments in Marvel Comics of 2019. It is the return of superstar writer Jonathan Hickman, somebody who has a long and deep history with Marvel, and he will be taking over the X-Men franchise after what has been a somewhat rudderless decade for the X-Men, once Marvel's you know, easily most popular series and, and sequence of characters. I'm Dave Busing, the founder and editor-in-chief of comicbookherald.com, and I'm going to be talking through the road to House of X and Powers of Ten. The, the, these are the initial six-issue weekly miniseries that will be coming out over the span of 12 weeks, alternating week by week, uh, written by Hickman with art by Pepe Larraz and art by R.B. Silva on respective titles. And when these series drop, Marvel is teasing this as one of, basically they're teasing it actually as the fifth seminal moment in X-Men history, a moment when the times and the direction change so significantly that we'll look back on the Hickman era as the beginning of something truly special and momentous. And I think while this is definitely a bit of PR on Marvel's part, there is an earned aspect to this just given Jonathan Hickman's creative pedigree. Let's talk a little bit about that before I get into uh, the actual details of you know what's going on in the world of X-Men comics that you need to know to dive into this series. Jonathan Hickman, when he uh, started writing for Marvel, this was in 2008, and basically from 2008 to technically early 2016, Hickman crafted a very deep and expansive world uh, across a series of titles. And one of the things that I think fans are most passionate about regarding his work, and he definitely has some very loyal, passionate fans, myself among them, is very uh, long game thinking, deep, intertwining plots that build over the course of several, several issues. So I think one of the things that Hickman does particularly well is when playing in the Marvel Universe, he's thinking long-term. And that appears to be the case as he heads into X-Men with, again, these 12 weeks alternating sequenced between House of X and Powers of Ten miniseries. And then there will be an ongoing X-Men line that launches in the wake of that. So one of the most exciting things about this, I think, is given the pedigree, again, of his writing on titles like Secret Warriors, Fantastic Four, Avengers, and New Avengers, all building up to the 2015 event, my favorite Marvel Comics event of all time, Secret Wars, you can see there is a history here of knowing where things are going, not dropping balls, and putting it all together in very thrilling and exciting ways. So, I'm talking about the return of this particular writer. Where has he been? After Secret Wars ended, again in early 2016, Hickman uh, took a step away from writing Marvel comics and writing superhero comics in general. He's been doing a lot of creator-owned work, particularly with Image Comics. I highly recommend you check out some series like East of West or the Black Monday Mergers, uh, which are both, I believe, expected to come to conclusions in 2019, which, again, for fans of X-Men, is probably a good sign that his attentions will be pretty clearly focused on the world of Marvel's Merry Mutants. East of West in particular, if you have not checked out, I think is it's my personal favorite of his independent work. It is inside my top 50 comics of all time, and it hasn't even ended yet. So I'm excited to dive back into that one. But we're here today, of course, to talk about his work writing Marvel comics. is one of the best kept secrets, or one of the I don't know, best and worst kept secrets going into C2E2 of 2019, the idea and the news that Hickman might be taking over X-Men, it was met with rapturous fanfare. Everyone's very, very excited about this launch. And honestly, I can't remember a 
a Marvel announcement of a creative team that has had quite the groundswell of consistent enthusiasm that Hickman on X-Men has had to date. So with that in mind, here's what you need to know about the road to how we got here. One thing I would say to check out is obviously Hickman's past Marvel work is I'm on record as saying it's my favorite extended modern superhero run, so I recommend it on a quality level, really regardless of its impact on X-Men, and you can find the entire sequence on Comic Book Herald. I'll put a link here in the show notes to our guide, but I have a guide from every comic that Hickman has written for Marvel to date, again, covering that time span from 2008 to 2016. It's a lot to read just to go into X-Men, so you don't necessarily have to, but I think it's going to be more rewarding if you do so. Um, Otherwise, you know, as far as what he's done on X-Men, I've also put a guide, and I'll put a link in the show notes, to Hickman specifically writing X-Men characters. Now, just because he hasn't written the X-Men title before doesn't mean he hasn't played with the world of mutants to uh, somewhat significant degrees. Characters like Beast, Hank McCoy, was a member of the New Avengers, a title he was writing. Uh, You had Sam uh, Guthrie and and Bobby De La Costa were members of the Avengers during his Avengers title. So he has written mutants before in a wide, um, again, a wide variety. Cyclops in particular plays an interesting role in Secret Wars, which is uh, an example, actually, that ties back to the biggest influence, I think, and probably my my main go-to rec here in terms of, you know, okay, what what are the comics you should read from Marvel history to try to understand this? And that's going to be New X-Men, the series that debuted in 2001 to 2004, written by Grant Morrison with art primarily by Frank Quitely. Uh, Hickman is absolutely on record and has talked, you know, at length about the inspiration that Morrison has had on him. He's a big fan of, I think, the conceptual approach and just the ideas that Morrison has laid out, not only in X-Men, but he has spoken to about, you know, Marvel Boy, the six-issue miniseries that Morrison did in the early 2000s as part of Marvel Knights, being a, a particularly fascinating work as well. You can see this already, the influence that this is having, um, again, both in the ways that he's touched X-Men in the past, the use of the Phoenix Egg in in heading into Secret Wars was a Morrison concept from... Um, from the end of the new X-Men run. And you can see, for example, on the House of X covers, in a lot of the promo materials, you can see what appears to be Professor Charles Xavier wearing Cerebra, a sort of portable X, you know, helmet that amplifies his psychic powers. Of course, a a play on Cerebro, the longtime machine that, you know, most X-Men fans are more familiar with. And this was actually developed right there in the first issue of Morrison's time with Quietly on the title in New X-Men number 114. So again, I don't think it's going to be a direct lead-in so much as the spiritual sequel. And if you are buying into Marvel's idea of four seminal X-Men moments, the last one that happened was the 2001-2004 series New X-Men when Morrison did take over the title. And I think this is the sort of momentous change that they are promising and that we can expect uh, in terms of when Hickman starts writing X-Men, is it's going to be this work that people look back on and say, when should I start for that era with X-Men comics? And they'll point to House of X and Powers of Ten. So with that background, oh, and I should give a shout out here to uh, Hickman in interviews leading up to the drop of these issues, which I believe House of X is going to uh, be published on July 24th, and then Powers of 
10 will follow on July 31st, and then they'll alternate weekly from there. Um, but he has mentioned in interviews as well that the work of Mike Carey on X-Men is particularly underrated and influential. So we may see some ties, again, maybe not direct, but spiritual, um, you know, sort of tonal shifts to to the work of Carey, who, if for me, he wrote a lot of X-Men work, actually, from like 2006 to 2011, let's say, and actually probably even longer than that. Um, but his work on X-Men Legacy is particularly interesting, where he really focused in on Charles Xavier as the main character, and then it sort of extends to um, actually kind of a Rogan Gambit feature as the book goes. But there's some good Legion stuff in there. There's some good Magneto stuff. If you haven't read X-Men Legacy, it's a very good uh, Messiah Complex X-Men era book. It actually follows right in the wake of Messiah Complex, which, for the record, I would make a case for being the fifth seminal moment in X-Men history, but Marvel only had room for the four. Okay, where are the X-Men at right now in 2019 as we head into these series? You know, is this going to be a hard break? Is it a reboot of continuity and you don't need to read anything else because it doesn't count or it doesn't matter? Um, or do you need to know where they're coming from? Obviously, time will tell as far as once Hickman's story begins in earnest. Right now, I would say, I, I think it's going to it's going to be referenced. I don't think the work that is happening right now is going to be ignored completely. And it definitely, there's nothing about this, the way that it's positioned or the way that Marvel has functioned for the last 20 years that suggests this is going to be a reboot in any capacity. Um, I think, you know, again, it's not a direct follow. I think there is a break. There's a clear shift in the focus and the approach to this title. But I do think what's happening now in X-Men comics is going to give you some background uh, if it's, you know, maybe it is tangentially important rather than essential. So what's happening right now? There's two ongoing threads in the world of X-Men. There's Age of X-Men and there's the current ongoing Uncanny X-Men series. Uh, one sort of feeds into the other. So the road to approach here, and again, I've got the guide in the show notes. So you can check it out if you just want to see listed out what are the exact comics that you should be reading. But the road to approach here is Uncanny X-Men dropped in late 2018. It ran for, I believe, 10 straight weeks, 10 weekly issues, and all of that set up Age of X-Men, which is, as you can hear from the title, in an homage to Age of Apocalypse, it is this world that X-Man, a.k.a. Nate Gray, has set up. And basically within this world, he has taken uh, 90 to 95% of the mutants that we might know exist specifically now in the Age of X-Man timeline. So they're all sort of trapped in this utopia uh, with, of course, a dark secret. And that story exists as a semi-event type thing. Again, I've got the guide in the show notes. I'm reading that as well. It's it's more interesting than good. I think there are some series in there. So each Age of X-Men, there's no core series. It's really broken into five-issue miniseries across the board, um, one of which, called The Extremists, written by Leah Williams, is one of my favorite Marvel comics of 2019 so far. So there's some really good stuff in there. There's definitely some really good ideas. Uh, you do not need to read all of Age of X-Men to be prepared for House of X and Powers of Ten, I am pretty confident that's going to be the case. That said, that's where those characters are heading into 
uh, into those series. And what that means for the ongoing Uncanny X-Men title is it's a ragtag team of mutants that basically are living in a Marvel universe where mutants have seemingly disappeared. Um, they've been on the ropes since House of M in 2005, you know, and then some. Uh, but, you know, it basically, it's an all-time low. You've got a ragtag team of Cyclops and Wolverine back together again and, and back alive again after, you know, some hijinks. And, of course, they are teaming with uh, some of the new mutants, formerly new mutants, and they've gone through, through some weird stuff in the pages of writer Matt Rosenberg's five-issue miniseries, New Mutants, Dead Souls. So there's there's a, kind of a lot of, like, recent X-Men context that goes into understanding where these characters came from in Uncanny X-Men, you know, why they're all sort of uh, a little bit changed coming together, you know, they're, they're not the traditional, hey, we're going to meet up in the mansion and be the X-Men team. They are on the lam, they're on the run, uh, they are really working covertly and basically trying not to be seen more often than not, and for a lot of this, this series, they've been kind of just hunting threats. They've been hunting bad guys like Dark Beast or Mr. Sinister. Um, it's not my favorite X-Men series, but it's, you know, it's generally interesting, and right now, at the time of recording, as we prepare for House of X and Powers of Ten, I believe the 22 issues, so Rosenberg's been writing, he'll write issues 11 through 22, and those will be his solo issues on this series, but it's going to end with issue number 22. And once Uncanny X-Men number 22 comes out, then uh, the X-Men line will be only, only what writer Jonathan Hickman and his creative collaborators are bringing to the table, at least for a time. There will, of course be more X-Men comics and more series and titles that spin out of this. I can't imagine Marvel not doing that. But for now, we've got a win in that it's really going to condense and focus in on, on this one big story. And I'm very, very excited about that. So that is most of what you need to know going into these uh, two mini-series. Again, they launched the last weeks of June, no, July, pardon me. Um, you know, July 24th and July 31st on New Comic Book Day. Go to your local comic shop and definitely request that you add House of X and Powers of Ten. I just, I can't imagine being disappointed by this. My expectations are extremely high, but my confidence level in Jonathan Hickman as a storyteller is, is has not been let down yet. Um, and again, I think these books are going to go down as some of my favorites of 2019, if not more so. So I'm very excited about what the future has in store for the X-Men. I think it's extremely promising to see this, this focus and all the hype that Marvel's building into it. Um, they're really committed to making this uh, a big change and getting the X-Men, I think, back to the position of power that they really should hold in the Marvel lineup. You know, it's been a while since they were the biggest thing in town, and, and they're trying to get the X-Men back to that. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too. If you have questions, thoughts, comments, you can find me more or less everywhere on the internet as Comic Book Herald. Again, if you go on over to comicbookherald.com, you can find all the guides I talked about uh, in terms of the Hickman reading orders or the Road to Hickman's X-Men. I've got a guide just for that that will be updated weekly as new issues and tie-ins become known and I read them. And uh, of course, you can, again, follow all the additional reading and reading guides that we've got on Comic Book Herald as well. So, Thanks for listening. This has been The Road to Jonathan Hickman's X-Men, and I will be excited to read. I hope you're reading along. Let me know what you think as you do so. And in the meantime, enjoy the comics.